Hi everyone, this is Thomas. This is the fifth episode of Signals. Thank you so much for being here and welcome. A few items I want to reflect on this week. Firstly, on Wednesday, I pitched a New York City firm that is a cross between a group of angel investors and a venture capital firm. The wealth of experience and success that they have had in our space is pretty, pretty incredible. And they cover not just the modern narrow band of fintech, but also the more traditional band of fintech and financial services very close to portfolio management and the asset management community, which is the world in which we operate. They know our space incredibly well and had an enormous amount of success in our space. So I talked in the last episode about the various categories of pitching. This is, you know, one type of pitch to an investor group like this. And it was very exciting. It was nerve wracking. I think overall it went well, but it's quite difficult to gauge how these things are going as they're going. But I think the audience was absolutely engaged and judging by the questions that they were asking, I think it was clear that they both understand the challenges we've already faced and they understand the challenges that we're about to face in a really detailed way. I think they also demonstrated that, you know, they recognize the opportunity that is in this space that we're trying to exploit. And they also, I think, in addition to recognizing the opportunity, realize that they're well suited to help us exploit that opportunity and get to market. I was excited. These things go by quickly when they're going and we didn't spend too much time in the product. I used the product to answer a couple of their questions and share some of the content with them. But it is always interesting, the more senior the audience, kind of the less time you spend in the product. And it's more about really understanding the product market fit and you know the go-to-market and the size of the opportunity. That was Wednesday. And Thursday this week, the following day, we had our BSTA event. So the Boston Securities Traders Association educational event. We helped coordinate this entire panel for the event. It was fantastic. We had well over 100 people attend. We had a great venue at the Bostonia downtown on State Street in Boston. And it's just great to see the network, the community, everybody was out. People were, I think, excited to see each other in a in what felt like a very normal environment post-COVID or nearing post-COVID, hopefully. The panel itself You know, I'm really excited about the feedback we've been getting about the panel. We had a really diverse group of speakers bringing different perspectives across alternative data to the BSTA. So I think it was really, I think it went really well. Lee Marakis, who is a former head of trading research and strategy at Bank of America, who is now a quantitative data analyst, was moderating the event for us, did a fantastic job. We had... Tim Quast come in from Denver who runs Modern IR and Market Structure Edge, which just recently won best day trading application from Benzinga. He was on the panel, brought a really unique perspective to market structure and sentiment across market structure that was, I think, really well received, very animated and uh, entertaining presenter. We had David Hannibal from IEX Cloud with whom we've been working with for many years. He was on the panel and brought to us a different lens into alt data as a product and as a 
platform and as a service. So a very different kind of product lens across the alternative data landscape from Dave. Then we had Mark Kepner, who is on the electronic sales trading team at State Street within State Street Global Markets. We've been working with Mark for a long time. He is an absolute market technician across trade strategies and algorithmic routing and brought a real practitioner's perspective to the panel. How do they employ things? Why are they employing things the way they do? How do they analyze results? And what he's seen, you know, in terms of impact of the trends that we were discussing. So really interesting practitioner's viewpoint from Mark. I was there to give my views on what we're seeing in the space, where we're headed with our view and how to solve a lot of the problems in the space. And I think what was encouraging for me and for our team was to hear so many well-educated, well-versed people across alternative data really speak about not only how rapidly the space is growing, but how challenging it is for firms to capture, transform, and make sense of all of this content. We talked about the rapid acceleration of how much content there is to analyze, what percent of that is being analyzed, as well as what percent of the asset management community is now working with alternative data and what percent intends to begin working. And all these numbers are growing rapidly over the past several years. So very encouraging environment. So that was the panel. Very appreciative of the BSTA for putting something together that really makes a positive impact and, and contributes to the community. We had a great time. Just prior to actually presenting at the panel, we, we got a no from a prospective customer that we've been working with for a very long time. We've been talking to them well before we went into beta. They were in our beta group. We took them out of beta at the end of beta and you know, we continue to engage with them. And the short version of you know, getting a no from this firm is if it were up to the head of the business and or if it were up to the head of their quant strategy team, they would be doing business with us. But neither of those two folks have the authority to make the decision about what technology solutions they purchase. It's with the CEO of the firm and he has a very different outlook in terms of strategy and what they build internally and what they buy externally. Therefore, they will not become a customer and that's fine. I think the big lesson for Point Focal in all of this is the sooner you can get to that decision maker, or, or I think you have to be intelligent about when you get to the decision maker, but you've got to get to them. And it took us just too long to create this opportunity to get to a no. When I was working in State Street Global Exchange, John Plansky would routinely blitz out of his office and exclaim, a fast no is so much better than someone who never says yes. That always resonates with me because you've got to get people to know and then you got to understand why you got to know. And in this case, we understand very clearly why it is that they're not engaging with us. And so again, as we mature our sales process and continue to pitch, it is important for us to ensure that we do two things. One, identify who is the decision maker and how do we get to them and what is the path to that meeting. But then also, how do we help arm the heads of business and the heads of quantitative trading with the right content and information and 
experience through a trial such that they can make a really compelling pitch to their own internal decision maker. That is something that we're working on and you know, good learning experience for us. Okay, so it was an intense week between the pitch on Wednesday and the BSTA event. I'll mention one other thing about the event that came out of it was one of the panelists is working on a product offering that is wildly ambitious and we got a sneak peek at it. It's so ambitious that it's really kind of motivating to see somebody take on a, you know, the likes of let's just call it AWS, the likes of a massive player that is providing a broad service to, you know, not just to fintech, but to all tech. And that is really aspirational. And, you know, I give them great credit for having the the intent and the purpose and the vision to go and make that bet and play in that space. So that was exciting for us to see. And I think it's a good reminder that you should always be trying to do great things and, and big things. Because oftentimes if you're building a small business or you're building a large business, the small businessman doesn't work any less hard than the, the big businessman. And so you might as well swing for the fences. Okay, lastly, I know I got a little bit long this week, but there's a lot happening. Lastly, I'll just say about midway through my morning on Friday, I realized that I was not operating at the pace that I like to operate. And I think it was from a bit of exhaustion having gotten through the pitch and having gotten through the event and having gotten to a no. There was just a lot that went into all of that this week and something that's challenging for me to do and what I'm learning to do is to actually let myself breathe and step back and reflect on what's happened. It's partly why I'm creating this signals pod is to create a mechanism for me to do this regularly. But Friday morning, I absolutely needed to actually kind of step away from everything and breathe a little bit and take the time to process what had happened during the week so that I you know, make the most sense of it and then iterate on it intelligently so that next week or later in the day, productivity can continue. Otherwise, if you don't do that, you end up being busy rather than productive, which is a terrible state for anyone to be in. I, I leave you this week on the note that uh, allowing oneself to breathe is a worthy exercise. So thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next time. Cheers.